Joining us now is a man with over 30 years experience in the private government and law enforcement fields. Uh, I want you to welcome uh, Daniel Gonzalez to the Joe Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Let me tell you a little bit about Danny. Danny has over 30 years experience in the private government and law enforcement fields spanning four continents. He is still active doing his work. Now, yeah, that sounds fine. But folks, let me tell you something about this guy. He is the real deal. He founded an organization called Execution shield about 20 years ago with the intention to serve God by being a force for good but don't let that fool you this guy can be the devil if he needs to be to protect life and enforce peace uh, and I, I hope he understands I meant that as the ultimate compliment uh, his professional experiences in risk management executive protection law enforcement strategic security and special event security detail if I were to have a problem folks this is a guy that I would call he has specialized high-risk operation uh, uh, training uh, in law enforcement and armed security. But um, aside from all of that, uh, we're talking about someone who does it on an international scale. So I wanted folks to talk to Danny about the school shooting in Uvalde, uh, Texas. Danny, good morning. I know you're on the West Coast. It's early for you over there. How are you? Fantastic, Judge. Thank you. For having me on all right listen I, I I'm thrilled to have you on I want to I want to pick at your brain a little bit so we've got this Uvalde shooting and as a result of this 19 children uh, two teachers uh, you know I think there were 19 ironically police officers or 14 I don't know in the hall waiting for 40 minutes uh, if I were a mother and just about any of my listeners we would have gone in ourselves through the back way and gotten our kids uh, I think we can agree that it was a mistake to wait that long. Or am I wrong? So as a parent myself, I completely empathize with your statement, Judge, that you just said. Uh, one thing I wanted to, first of all, start off with is what is active shooter that we hear about all the time and then get into a little bit the law enforcement concept and how our mindset changed. And it started in Columbine. So first, the definition of active shooter, this is by the DHS, is an individual actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in the confined and populated area. Right. So what happened, I, I always have to go back to Columbine, and, and I was a cop at that time, and so I was part of the transition. So prior to Columbine, police officers were not trained in this concept of active shooter. Most of us had never even heard of the topic. So mm -hmm. what happened in Columbine is that the officers did exactly what they were trained to do and what the policy stated, and that was a mistake. They stood by, set up a perimeter, waited for SWAT. In the interim, a lot of death and injury occurred. So after that, the concept of active shooter uh, came up. And what that's about is that, say, you and I, Judge, we're working patrol. We get a call that there's shots fired at a school. It could be a business. We arrive. We make entry ourselves because we're trained now in making that, that entry. Now, on a side note, I have to mention that there's equipment also that agencies were issued out. And that's a whole other topic about us right. demilitarizing the police. Exactly. Which is wrong. But, right. But, uh, but anyway, I digress. Um, so after Columbine, we were all trained in active shooter. And I remember during that time that our chiefs were sending us to high schools or, you know, obviously when they were closed down and we would train, simulate uh, active shooter scenario and so forth. So we were ready mentally. So Columbine happened. And then um, in 2008, the attacks in Mumbai, India happened, which a lot of people uh, don't know that it was actually intended for Manhattan originally. The FBI did a great job, uh, shut it down, 
So the attack happened in Mumbai. After that, in 2009, LAPD put together these tactics called MACTAC, multi-assault counter-terrorist action capability. And what that was was to take it a step further so that cops are not just trained for active shooter, but now conceptually, if you have a major incident such as in Mumbai, our objective, if you and I again show up, Judge, is that we're going to bypass the injured, whole different concept, and we're going to go to neutralize the threat. The whole objective is to stop further mayhem and or death. So we're all trained in a lot of these things. MACTAC is a little bit more for SWAT teams, but my point being is that all police officers do receive tactical training and most agencies that have to state uh, where I'm at still we get the gear so on top of our normal typically police officers wear a level three AVS which stops uh, average yeah but, but 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 Danny Danny we're getting into the weeds here here's here's my question I know there was an evolution I mean before but Columbine was what 2008 is that what you said uh, no, uh, Mumbai was 2008. Two, Mumbai was, I believe, 2004. Okay, 2004. Okay, so it's 2022. What the hell were they waiting for? Yeah, so, Judge, I have to say this because right now there are a lot of conflicting uh, statements going on. So what I do have to say is that the Texas Rangers and the FBI, they're going to be conducting an investigation. Right. We're going to have wait for them and they're very competent so i'm sure they're going to come out with the facts because right now there's too much conflicting information on the shooter on the circumstances um i mean my personal opinion it's frustrating to hear that there was approximately seven, 70 minutes plus because the officers the initial officers arrived in four minutes so I, I I have to be very careful because my you know all of us agree that yeah we would storm it but there are a lot of facts that are going to come out and we okay. do have to wait for that as much. You as know what yeah. you're being the rational person person here. I'm going to tell you what I think. If I've got a ten year old or a nine year old girl on the phone and she's alive, her friends are bleeding out, and I got 14 cops in the hall waiting for someone with a key. Are you kidding me? And this guy with the school district, I'm sorry, Abandando, whatever his name is, is in charge of the operation. Look, I was a DA. I had 43 police departments that, that, I, that I worked with, okay? We set up command centers. We had hostage situations. You know, this isn't new stuff. Stop kidding. Let's stop kidding ourselves here. We've got a guy, and when she's on the phone, there is a shooting, okay? So it's still active shooter. Whatever this bozo decided, it was it was a barricaded situation. I don't really care because there were mothers who were running around getting their kids out of the school. Now, you can say I'm being emotional, and I am because I'm a mother, but I'm also a DA, and I've also been in law enforcement for a lot of years and a judge. And as far as I'm concerned... Kids are bleeding out while this bozo is waiting for a key, if that is the case. But let's just move on from there. Let's talk about what do they do in Israel, Danny, when they've got a situation like this? Because I always look to Israel. Sure. And, Judge, if I may comment. Uh, yes, yes. Disagree with was... me, Danny Gonzalez, please. No, I, I have to say that there's just a little bit of the, the conflict, right? One, we're trained to follow orders of the T. But right. I have to tell you that as a parent of a youngster that's in seventh grade there's no way that i would just stand by i i just can't on principle there's no way that i can see myself and those that i run with just stand by that would not happen and i know i wasn't there but that's how i feel personally 
Uh, so to go to Israel, Israel, very interesting. Uh, coincidentally, yesterday morning, I was talking to a buddy of mine who used to uh, be with the, in the Shin Bet. He ran a unit that used to intercept active shooter situations and or terrorist activity. And he said, you know, in Israel, this would have never happened, Danny. He's like, it would have been stopped in two and a half minutes, and it would have been stopped by a parent because they would have been armed. And, Whoa. Uh, yeah, we have soldiers on the street that would have been there probably within three minutes, but the parents would have stopped it themselves because we don't tolerate it. We would not wait. And the other thing is that they also don't sensationalize it, put it too much on the news to deal with it, and so be it. So uh, they're very strong on that, and it's been a very successful model. And the issue, Judge, that I feel that we have in this country, I'll just say it, is that our mindset has just gone way out of whack. And the reality <laughs> of it is, yes. as much as it's horrible of a topic to face, we must. We owe it to the children that have died and for those that we need to prevent from dying in the future. And Well, yeah. Danny, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Joe Biden has a single response to all this is take away the AR-15s. Now the guy's talking about handguns. He's talking about a 9 millimeter. I don't know, versus a revolver. One blows your lung out, one you can take the... What, why is he talking about handguns now? What, and he's not in favor of strengthening the schools. What do you think? What I think is that these laws only affect law-abiding citizens. So what no. it does is that it weakens the good people. It, it, it hardens, meaning the criminals now, are going to be strengthened and emboldened to go out and create more victims. So what that's a recipe for, because the bad guys are not going to be hindered by that. They, First of all, they're not even allowed to have guns, one. Two, you have ghost guns. There's, like what we see in San Francisco right now with them curbing, you know, good people from having guns, is get prepared for more victims because that's what's going on and we're seeing it today. Yep, that's right. And there's no question, Danny Gonzalez from ExecuShield, that that school shooting will not be the last school shooting. And to put all this money into the teachers' unions for COVID that isn't even spent, when we can harden our schools, and apparently, you know, it goes from the door was open in the back, Danny Gonzalez, to she closed the door, but it didn't automatically lock. Um, whatever the reason is, those schools need to be hardened. And you know, the difference about Israel, Danny, that I find so interesting, interesting is that everybody goes into the uh israeli defense force you know when you're 17 male or female you get yourself an ar-15 you 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 learn how to use it these are people who understand what safety and security requires of every citizen i mean i'm i'm blown away by the israelis and how they handle it i'm so impressed with them the, yes the other thing too judge that i must mention is that uh they would only have one entry point and so when they harden the building, that's what we do, whether we're protecting an individual or, or a business, it doesn't matter. We harden the target. So we make it very difficult for the bad guy, the person with bad intent, to enter. So in Israel, they would have one entryway. Two is that they would have an armed person that can deal with the threat. And keep in mind that even an armed person, you're already probably 50% at disadvantage because the gunman more than likely he's going to have a high-powered long gun or something else. Yep. Uh, the other thing that the Israelis do that's very important that we need to be a little bit better on is to pre-detect the threat by behavioral analysis. There yes. are experts on that. That's what they do at the airports. Exactly. And, you know, need, need to be done at schools, too. Well, and, and this is something... Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. Well, I was just going to say that one of the things, whenever we go into a business, it could be a school and we do an assessment... <clears throat> We are only 50% of the solution, I always explain. The other 50% is training the staff to have the same mindset, the mm. whole concept of 
say something and to have training as well. We're in a different time, and I know it's not a pleasant topic, but it must be addressed now. You know what, Danny, I'll tell you, I admire you, you know, for your professionalism. I mean, there's no question you can't you can't make a statement before all the facts are determined. But, you know, all of us, my viewers, too, or my listeners, I should say, all of us, you know, are frustrated. You know, we hear that, you know, in the last administration, not the Trump, but before, you know, that it's workplace violence when a guy yells Allahu Akbar and, you know, starts killing people. Um, you know, we're frustrated with the FBI. Uh, and, and I worked with them and I love these guys from the FBI. I mean, they are great. But when you get into the politics and the higher levels of the FBI where, you know, th- they're not really on the same page uh, as a lot of us, if if they were like the rank, uh, you know, the, the service FBI guys who are right on the street who know what's going on. But we can wait for all the facts to come out. But the fact that I keep coming up with and I said this when the shooting was happening, we were on air. I said these kids are bleeding out while they're waiting and the medical examiner's reports are going to prove that. And the little children who got out of that room are proving that. And, you know, you don't have to be a genius. And and I understand chain of command. And I even said to someone who was on the five with me on Fox, I said, chain of command, do you always follow it? And, you know, he said, yes. And I get that. But sometimes, you know, you've got to be human about it. And I'm very, along with the rest of the country, very frustrated. And in the end, uh, your final thoughts on the idea of, you know, taking away guns. And I think I think Biden's talking about handguns now. I want you to listen to this. Biden, a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in the lung. A nine millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the Constitution, the Second Amendment, was never absolute. He said you couldn't buy a cannon in, in when they wrote the Constitution. This guy's a he, he's like out of his league. There's not there's nothing in the Constitution that said you couldn't buy a cannon. What is wrong with this man? I I fully agree, Judge, with your statement, and um, I believe that again it's going to weaken the side of good if they continue with that. But I have to also have hope that people are starting to realize that this isn't working out. Just look at the statistics. San Francisco, L.A., I can go on and on of the cities out here. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. You take away the guns and only the criminals have a gun. I'm doing all the talking. Why don't you just give me your final thoughts on what do we do in this country? How do we get back, uh, you know, on a level playing field, at least with the criminals? Yeah, great question. Now, one of the things that is important is that we tighten up the laws and that we get rid of DAs that aren't going to prosecute. Uh, that's part of the problem. No consequences. I think I'm stating the obvious, but we're seeing it every day. Um, and uh, one thing, Judge, if, if you have time, I just wanted to go over a few uh, different uh, recommendations. Yes. The active situations. Um, I have 11, but I'll be quick. Okay. Uh, training school resource officers on behavior pattern recognition following the Israeli model to encourage a more active reporting system for potential warning signs from behavior. And th- that we see in this case is that there were a lot of people that were realizing this guy was torturing animals, doing all kinds of stuff on social right. media, and nobody right. said anything. Three is conduct more intelligence on social media, seeking the keywords that can possibly forewarn for violent behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, law enforcement must get back judging. This is so important because earlier we were talking about things being politicized. 
um, <clears throat> there's a training called Urban Shield that we were extremely active in training SWAT teams, and it was amazing. It's 48 hour nonstop to test the emergency operations centers and also our response to crises. It got shut down because of political reasons. And one of the things that we need to do is, as law enforcement is to get back to reality-based trainings at schools with stress inoculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most agencies are familiar with floor plans of the schools in their jurisdiction, but they need to continue training in ICS, which is what most of them do, and how to set up command posts with different agencies. Five, ensure that law enforcement has the proper gear and the tools to make entries, provide medical aid for multiple victims, and to enhance their armor, helmets, and plates. So this is going back to the topic that's getting very um, concerning is that by us removing gear from police officers, I give you a story of a local agency that could not extract an officer that ended up dying because they did not have the armored vehicle, which was taken away from them two weeks prior to that. So they could not make the extraction when they had somebody with a sniper rifle uh, that they were facing. So those are the uh, things we need to get back to ensuring that our officers have the right gear. Six is to have the school staff trained in advanced medical techniques, such as stop to bleed. And also, number seven, to ensure that there are plenty of supplies needed for trauma wounds and have them di- dis- uh, dispersed at different locations that are accessible throughout the school. Uh, number eight, at the minimum, have teachers armed with a less lethal capability so that if in the event that they're barricaded, that they can at least defend the ki- children. Now, I said less lethal because some people may not want to carry a firearm, but exactly. less lethal at least incapacitate, but at least the teachers have a way to protect themselves. And me as a parent, I would want that at the minimum. Uh, nine, have an assessment conducted on each school and ensure that there is only one main entry and that it's a hardened building by hardening the glass. There's inexpensive ways to do that. Ten, have armed security that will at least be able to meet the threat. And eleven, ensure that policymakers understand clearly what is needed to keep our schools safe. Fantastic. Is that it? I have a lot more, but I'll keep it short. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, just overall, Judge, just, um, I wanted to mention something is that we do assessments, and uh, as I mentioned before, we're a spiritually based firm. If there's anybody that has any questions, any school districts, what have you, just uh, I will personally have people or myself give uh, give them a, a over the phone a free uh, consultation, and and absolutely would like to help out. And this is all we got to do. Okay, for what's your website, Danny? What's your website? It's uh, www.execushield.com, execushield.com. Okay, and you know what, folks? Uh, just so you know to all my listeners, we never do that with a guest, but I think it's important enough. Get involved with your school. Don't let them tell you what you can and can't do as it relates to your children. And Danny Gonzalez, I want to thank you for being with us. You are fantastic. I look forward to seeing you again. Uh, God bless you, and thank you for what you do. Keep fighting the good fight, Danny. You take care. God bless you, and God bless America. Take care. Thank you.